0: I love Oh, <laughs> <laughs> some things. Some things make it across the ages. Old McDonald had a farm. I thought a little bit of Hebrew would be fun. Joining us now is a- Yael Arkin calling in from Israel. She's the CEO of an association called, in Israel, it's called LetLive.org, but you heard Ayala recently tell you what the name of it is in Hebrew, Yael will tell us. And we are posting right now on our Facebook page, A link to the organization because letlive.org also has a suffix for Israel and a prefix for en. So it's not just letlive.org. So you need to press the link properly. Uh, Yael is the CEO of this organization, she's been affiliated with it for many, many years. It is a nonprofit founded in 1986 that aims to improve the protection of animals and promote their rights. In reading about what this organization has accomplished, it's pretty extraordinary. They have an emergency call center. They have three extrication and rescue vehicles to help animals in distress. They do something called the Adopt Me Project, which is unique, in which students um, rehabilitate dogs. They also have a program in a prison, which is also unique in Israel, tell prisoners rehabilitate dogs. They have a, a generalized goal of neutering and spaying as many animals as they can to prevent more unwanted and abandoned animals. And they, of course, have an animal shelter as well. Particularly notable about Let Live is that they have a legal department where they handle inquiries regarding animal cruelty and inadequate possession. They also deal with farm animals, the animal testing industry, initiating and promoting legislation. They operate a legal clinic, and they do public campaigns. Yael Arkin, in the middle of a war zone in Israel, I want to thank you so much for calling in today. Hello, baruch haba, welcome.
3: Thank you. For me, it's evening, for you, it's morning, I think. Yes,
0: so, yes. Tov. <laughs> yeah, tov, bo, I mean, arev tov, arev tov, So, so, Yael, uh, so first of all, tell us a little bit right now, where are you calling from in Israel?
3: I, I'm now in Tel Aviv. Our base, uh, our office, and one of our clinics is in, in a town called Ramat Gan. It's uh, uh, beside Tel Aviv. And uh, from there, we operate uh, the telephones and all the people that contact us uh, that needs help, help for, because they don't find their animals because of the war, help because they need a lot of food to feed those dogs and cats, uh, stray dogs, stray cats, home cats, home dogs. And uh, we have a big shelter um, in a uh, in a city called, it's beside the city of Modin, it's called Kfarot. There it's quite, uh, not many bombs there, so it's quite for the dogs. And our clinic in Ashkelon, which is the south part of Israel, uh, we took all the animals from there on the 8th of October, and uh, some of them are in foster home, some were adopted, some are still in our clinics uh, getting treatment. And uh, what we did from the beginning of this war is many people um, write to us, call us, that they need help. You know, people left their homes. Some were slaughtered. Some were kidnapped. And there were uh, many people there that had animals. And uh, the ones that uh, evacuated the place and went to hotels, they were looking for the animals. But they couldn't go back to these places uh, because it's closed there. So we really help them with the army and with the uh, people that still are in these places because they guard them and keep the houses, what is left from these houses. So we help them find their animals. And uh, some of the dogs that we found uh, were microchip and then we bring them back home Okay. Uh, which is not home now. It's hotel, yes, but right. uh, they can right. take them with them. Okay. Uh, the cats, most of them, the ones that we found that belong to people, are in foster homes now mm-hmm. uh, because it's difficult to take uh, cats to hotels, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it was not so easy. Okay. Uh, one dog that we find, uh, the owner uh, died. He, he was murdered on this uh, 7th of October. So we found the the dog in another home. Uh, And we still have many dogs that were not microchipped, and we are looking for the owners. And this is very difficult to find them because some of them, I guess, they are not alive. And some of them maybe were kidnapped, and we are trying, you know, to find families uh, surrounding those people. Maybe they will know. And... um, and, and, of course, the food, the issue of the food is, you know, the clothes, the, the shops in these areas are closed. And so people can't buy even food for the animals that they have there. So we really go with our cars and we with many volunteers. And we go from house to house and we bring them food at least for one week because till we come again. And many people donated Uh, money or food, you know, so uh, we have tons of food now that we want uh, to give those people, and we go almost every day, each time to another place with cars full with food. And some of the places we put also the food because there are no people there at all. So we put food and uh, water, of course. Yeah, so the animals can find it, uh, Yes. Yes. yeah the, uh, there were also lots of chickens and uh, bunnies and birds and uh, the environment office helped with the bunnies and the uh, the birds uh, the chickens there was another association here that helped we find them homes and uh, some of them are at home those that are uh, still alive of course because many of them uh, died uh, during a uh, The seventh of October.
0: So uh, the situation from Israel. Yes, go ahead, Yaël. Yeah.
3: So I say, you know, uh, the situation is bad Um, for the people. Of course, we are all um, very sad, but we are also very strong. You know, and we are doing really the best we can to help. Uh, each uh, each other and the problem now also is that we have a problem also in the north part of Israel. Many um, people were evacuated five kilometers from the border with Lebanon, people are not there. So there we give also food for the few people that are left there because they didn't want to leave because they feed the animals, you know, they didn't want to leave the animals. So uh, we give them also food, so at least no shops, nothing, everything is closed, of course. So we give them food so they can feed also there in the north part, the animals. Also dogs coming from there because people that left couldn't take their animals with them. Uh, The same problems that you get in the south, you get now in the north part of Israel. And uh, we are trying to help everyone as much as we can because uh, we have lots of foster homes now. You know, many people volunteer. They want to help. They want to foster animals. And we had a list of 1,500 people that just wanted to foster an animal. That's nice. Which is very, very nice. And really, every dog that we find and we look for a foster home, we find you know it's much easier than the regular times because everybody really wants you know people stop me on the street and say hey you have a dog i i I can help i bring me a dog i will help people really want to help and that's that's really uh, you know people come to the shelter they want to volunteer they want to drive the cars uh, to the south part to the north part they just want to help and that's how we are, you know, in times of trouble. We know how to be together, and uh, you feel it um, in everything, you know, food for the soldiers, food for the animals, everything. Everybody's really volunteering and wants to do the best they can.
0: We're chatting with Yael Arkin, a CEO of an organization in Israel, and we're talking about the animals uh, in the non-wartime there, it it looks like Israel has a lot of shelters that euthanize the dogs and cats because yes. they can't be fostered out. So, it, with what you're describing right now, are fewer animals being euthanized? Are are the shelters emptying out for 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 homes at least? Is there a silver lining someplace?
3: And listen, it's not like COVID because in COVID we had the. Uh, Better times for the animals because really there were lots of adoptions. But now also uh, we have uh, adoptions. And let's say not a lot, but much more than usually that we have now because after COVID, we had a terrible time here. Um, and really, like you said, lots of dogs were euthanized in the towns because nobody wanted them. And this was really. Heartbreaking, You know, we are trying to do the best we can, not uh, to euthanize them. And uh, so people adopt, people come, people want to help. And we say if you adopt a dog, you help really two dogs, the one that you adopted and the one that can come uh, from the street to our shelter to find a home. And uh, I hope people will continue helping us finding them homes. And let's say in the pounds, you know, now we are taking dogs from, uh, from, like you said, the shelters, the municipality shelters, what we call pounds. Uh, we take dogs from there and find them homes now. And uh, also, you know, I told you, you you, you said about the projects that we have, like in, with the prisoners and yes. uh, with the children. And now we have a project with cats in an elderly home, oh, uh, nice. which a uh, lot. Yeah, it's it's amazing project within a very big uh, company here that have many elderly homes and uh, they gave us a place there and we have their um, and um, we have their cats and the elderly people come and volunteer and pet the cats and play with them. And people can come and adopt there. And people are really coming to adopt the cats. And anyway, by the way, it's it's amazing that many people want to adopt cats, not just dogs. There are more yeah. and more people that are adopting cats here really? in Israel because it was not like this ah, before. And okay. we feel now. Yeah, yeah, we feel the difference now because people want it easier for them in in in, in their life. You know, yes. My daughter so has a cat. We, it's we much fa-
0: easier for her than a dog. She loves her cat. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
3: She yeah, loves having or, an animal. She
0: didn't think she was going to be a cat person, but she married Yo Tom, and Yo Tom had a cat, so she ended up being a cat person, and she loves having a cat. cat yeah. In fact, the cat is at my house yeah. right now, where I am. Yes, right now. The cat is here with me. They are amazing animals.
3: Animals. Of course, of course. Amazing, yeah. Amazing animals, and uh, I love them. (laughs) Like all of them.
2: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door.
4: Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Oh, yeah. L.R., can you seem like a wonderful person. You've devoted your whole life to helping animals.
3: Yeah, and uh, all our... People that are volunteer, volunteering in Let the Animals Live and now working in Let the Animals Live. You know, we have 14 uh, vets that are working in, in our shelter and in our vets. clinics. Our own. Wow. Yes. And all of them now are, yeah, we have six in the clinic in uh, Tel Aviv, Ramadgan, and we have two, uh, almost three now, in, uh, in the shelter. And we have also in our clinic in Ashkelon, which is closed now because because of the war. You can't work there. There's all, all the time bombs there. So uh, they are helping us, um, taking the food. And we really have all our crew our people, amazing people that really love animals and dedicate their life for the animals. And uh, especially you see it now in the, these times that everybody is doing the most he can to help and uh, to foster and to drive and to clean and to do anything you can just to help. Because some of our staff uh, went to the army now, you know, because there are lots of people that uh, are fighting now. So uh, we have uh, five workers that are now in the army. So the others are helping.
0: Lael, let me ask you something. One of the things we know Yes is that dogs in particular are very affected by loud sounds. Uh, When when we have firecrackers and things, we know to keep our dogs away from any fireworks. And we've heard stories here of dogs that run away. They'll just bolt because they're so frightened. Their senses are overwhelmed. You're hearing rockets and rockets and loud noises every single day. What are you doing about the animals? How is there a way that you're handling this with the animals, with
3: the dogs? Yeah, so what we tell people, and we we tell all the time in the radio, in the TV, just when you go to the safe room, what we call where the bombs are coming, uh, hug your animals, pet them, talk to them. Um, I know my dogs. I have three dogs, and every time um, we have to go to the... In the shelter, what we call, they are running there, they're standing beside the door waiting for me to open the door, and they are shaking, you know, they are so afraid. So what I do, I sit in the room, I close the door, and I just hug them and I talk to them. And there are some cases, um, my cats are much better, I must say. They are, they are afraid. I'm not saying that they are not. But I think my dogs are much more
0: much worse, and I yeah. can't
3: take all. I can't take all of them to to the to the safe room. So I leave the cats outside, but the dogs are coming with me. And we say in some cases you have to bring a medicine to the dogs. That's just, just to calm them down because you see they are so stressful. So they they hardly can breathe. So. Uh, it depends on the dog, you know, but we can help them a lot if we just hug them and talk to them. And and you must understand there are still dogs um, in the south part of Israel that are left there because um, uh, the people couldn't take them. They had no place, and we're talking about hundreds of dogs. Oh, my. And somebody's coming just to feed them. You know, oh they have my. the food, they have the water. Oh God. But they are there, so I I I know it's very difficult for them, uh, and you can't. We don't have as much place to put all of them. So at least we. By the way, some of them are used to it, you know, because we have it every six months. We have a, here a, a mini war, what we call. So I hope I hope, um, I, I hope we, it will be finished and they can relax. All I the animals all and all the people, too. of course. Of course. Yael, yeah, El, I want to yeah. ask
0: you from a listener who called before. She would like to know: is there any effort to take some of these dogs on planes to the United States? Is there any coordinated effort? Is there is there a need for that effort?
3: Listen, I know in the States there are also uh, lots of uh, uh, dogs that are euthanized. Yes. So I don't there know. Are. There are. I, but, they, I know. but we have we, but we, we have do. yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, we we usually fly dogs to Canada, Canada. Uh, to a shelter called Dogtails. Yeah, Dogtails, Dogtails Rescue, which is a very big farm and they are helping a lot the Israeli dogs. And uh, now I don't know maybe but they will take again. But you know, it's small numbers, you know, yeah. we have um, the Human Society International were here in Israel. They were counting the stray dogs in Israel. There were uh, 32,000 um, stray dogs. Yeah, it's a lot of dogs we have here, wow. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's it's impossible to take them all. What right. we do when we are fighting here to do. Is to do CNVR, you know, catch, neuter, vaccinate, and yes. return. Yes. which yes. the government doesn't allow us to do. That's why, why uh, we are. Why?
0: Wait, wait. Why? Uh, the,
3: um, the, it's not allowed in Israel to do CNVR. Why? Uh, the government says the agriculture. Uh, they say it's not legal. Because what does that once mean? why? <gasps> because once you take a, jo- a dog from the street. You have to microchip him. You have to vaccinate him, uh, rabbits. Right. And if you put him back to street, is like you neglect him. Okay. And, and that's a criminal oh. uh, offense. So, what we are trying to do here, and anyway, they are against it. They say it, 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 it for them. It's better to shoot them, to poison them. Oh, yeah. Come they on. do it very well. Oh come yeah, on! Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, every year, let the animals live has an annual report that we publish, and in this annual report, you get all the numbers that we um, uh, we collect from all the office, mainly from the agriculture office, about animals, farm animals, wild animals, home animals, and domestic animals, what we call, and we have all the numbers, so we know. What they kill, how many they kill, and we publish these numbers every year. And every time we just we just did in December, in September, sorry, uh, we did um, a conference, and there we published the annual numbers of uh, killing animals in Israel. So, um, we, we, you know, it's a nation that loves animals, but the government doesn't love them, and we have fights over it. All the time. That's why you said about our legal department. Mm-hmm. Our legal department is dealing with this all the time. We go to court. We don't let them do what they want to do and make their lives easy. We want to make their life very hard because the dogs are not supposed to be killed. You know, no, every dog not. deserves a home. Not. 100%. So we are doing our best, really, to fight here. And it's it, it can help, you know, Flying uh, 20 dogs, 50 dogs, 100 dogs—it's great for them. But we try uh, to do uh, to find the solutions here inside Israel. Understood. And uh, how can people
0: people help you if they want to? How can they help you?
3: Um, What we are uh, looking for now is donations for buying more food for giving people in the south part and in the north part. That's what we really do now. Um, Of course, we go and we take animals, injured animals. Our clinics are full with injured animals, dogs and cats. Um, And this we do, you know, we do it during the year all the time. That's what we do, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do um, orthopedic uh, surgeries and very... Um, we are a no-kill organization, so we fight for every animal. We we don't give up. Never we give up. Uh, so only uh, what we need now is to buy more and more food for okay. people. You know, I don't know how long it's going to take. Mm-hmm. I hope it won't be too long, but for the time being, that's what we do. That's the needs okay. except of course, for the injured animal, which we do anyway. Yeah, El Arkin. What a pleasure to get to
0: know you. You sound like you would be a kindred spirit to Ingrid Newkirk, who has been on our show many times. Uh, the you know the founder of PETA. I bet you guys would would be would be great great friends. Uh, yeah, El Arkin. <laughs> thank you so much. The organization is called LetLive.org. dot org. We we are going to be publishing. Let the
3: animals live. Let, yes. the, animals Let the animals live. live.
0: But the link is letlive.org, org, yeah. right? Let the animals live. Yes,
3: right. And yes. Uh,
0: and yeah, El Arkin, I want to thank you for taking this time and speaking to us here uh, in the United States. Uh, you know, we care deeply about you. Thank and you what's for going all the there.
3: support. You know, uh, the United States is our best friend and supporting Israel, and it uh, makes us uh, really. Uh, very grateful, you know, to know that you are supporting us in by all means, yeah? And it's, yeah. thank you for that. Sure. <laughs>
0: yeah, El Arkin, be well. Be well, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Tata rabbi.
0: Shalom. I will be right back.
4: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.